Hi, it's Kev from The Leg Up Project. We are starting our podcast and today is the first day we're going to be having a discussion with the team members. I've got Tom over here. Hello. And Michelle. Hi. So we'll be in a little bit more about the rest of the team soon. Yeah, so I thought we'd start it off with, with going around the table and uh, talking a little bit about each of ourselves so you get a bit of an understanding of, of who we are, what our background is and, and how we came to be on the project. So we'll start off with the man and the maestro himself, ah. Mr Kev Bland. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I've already told you I'm Kev from the Leg Up Project. Uh, I'm a local lad who grew up in northwest Leicestershire, uh, went away for seven years, uh, did military service came home and ended up teaching after a short spell of darkness. I'll leave it at that. Um, the transition from leaving the Marines to coming home as a young father was extremely difficult. However, I uh, found my feet when I was invited to do uh, a spot of teaching and ended up doing 10 years teaching, which, uh, in all honesty, I think saved my life. It gave me it gave me a purpose and it made me feel like I was part of the community again. So fast forward to 2019 and I created the Lego project in um, late 2018, early 2019. So officially April 2019, we kicked off. Uh, it was originally a men's health group and that was a direct result of a lot, seeing a lot of guys coming out of the Marines from Afghan and they were, you know, taking their own lives and not, not just the lads from from the military, but also, you know, just realising that there was a lot of lads I went to school with that were uh, not in a good way mentally. So with all the knowledge and information I'd gathered over the years after my military service, and, and that was, you know, did a lot of reading to try and put myself back together, I uh, decided that I wanted to use that to improve the mental and physical health of the community. And... Fast forward from 2019, we've come a long way into, well, coming towards the end of 2023. So I think that's enough from me. Um, pivotal changes for the project came when Tom uh, dropped me a message and asked if he could get involved. And that's when Tom came aboard. Well, that's coming up to being a year away. It's nearly our year anniversary. That Is was it? The, yeah, Aww. second week in December uh, last year that happened. So... Um, yeah, yeah, we're soon to be there. But yeah, how I got involved was through a man who's currently sat two floors below us uh, called Dave Poulton. But, but rewind just before that, uh, I was at university, studied uh, psychology uh, with counselling, um, dropped out of that, went back to study law, then dropped out of that and then went back to study something called uh, psychological studies, which is a, a combination between neuroscience, psychopharmacology, counselling, psychology and biology. Um, so completed that uh, and then went into private practice for a few years. Um, and then realized that probably wasn't really for me and was a bit bored with it. It's a lot more paperwork than people would think. So then I, um, yes, started um, my training in pre-hospital care through the FREC route, which stands for First Response in Emergency Care. Um, and then, yeah, met Dave, who was the teacher, and he knew Kev because um, Kev ran his Monday night sessions from one of his rooms. And uh, yeah, he said to me, this is something I think you'd be quite interested in. Uh, why don't you shoot him a message? And then, yeah, one day I did. And then it kind of flourished from there. We, we met up um, and then we'll come back to that later on. But we'll move swiftly over to Michelle. <laughs> so my background's uh, physiotherapy, mostly working in professional sport. Uh, did work really with the, the youth side of things. So worked at Leicester City Football Club with their academy 
working with the nines to 19s, working also with Leicester Riders Basketball Club, working with their first team in the BBL. Um, obviously, you kind of go into it thinking it's just about treating injuries, but ultimately you're treating people. So back in the time when I was working, we didn't have excessive sports science teams. There was four physios and we were responsible for the fitness as well as the sort of injury rehab side, which comes in hand with that psychological support as well. So when people are on your treatment couches, it's not just their knee that you're looking at, you've also got the whole person there. Um, did that for about 10 years, um, came out of it, a bit of a, uh, a bumpy exit, um, which kind of left me feeling a little bit lost, um, trying to find... Uh, my way in life as to where I needed to go, what was what was going to be my thing to do from there. Bounced around doing some um, little bits and bobs of physio for other clubs, working in gyms, those kind of bits. And then, similar to Kev, sort of fell into teaching, really. One day, somebody said, oh, I think you'd make a great teacher. And I went, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I fell into teaching. How many times have you heard that? Yeah, yeah. with a yeah. case of, oh, well, let's go and have a look, see what that involves. Um, had somebody that was working as a, a vice principal at a local college. And he went, yep, we're looking for teachers. We'll get you. There's a course starting in January. Go and have a chat with this bloke. And within two days, I had to... <laughs> I had, a, I, had a, I had a class. It's funny how you get into teaching so quickly. It's almost as if there's like a massive need that needs fulfilling. Exactly. There? And it's always those challenging groups that you get first that absolutely. nobody else seems to want. Well, I stuck with the challenging groups for 10 years. So. I absolutely loved it. When I look yeah, back too. now, I learned a lot in a very short period of time. And yeah. I consider, at the time, I was like, what the flipping X going on here? Why have I got a group with social, educational, um, physical, mental health needs because nobody else wanted them because they, they didn't know what to do. So I kind of let the learners tell me what they needed and kind of work from that, really. And it underpinned everything that I've done since as a teacher on those sides. It is, um, it's a really interesting profession, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's one that I've obviously wanted to keep him, but in a different format. I think you found the same in that. One hundred percent. So, like mainstream yeah. education for me is um, no thanks. Yeah, absolutely. But ten years in teaching year ten, year eleven in an FE setting. Mm -hmm. Well, like, I went on to a teacher training team and quality yeah, audit teams, absolutely. and then off to um, um, deliver at university. Yeah, teaching on the PGCA. But uh, you know, the Leg Up Project is ed an education yeah, and training, absolutely community interest company. So we're still in education, Absolutely. very much so. And it's some, and that's why very excited and very interested to come in and come on board and, and see where I can support you guys and the community because all those things that I've learned from previous employment and pre previous experiences, it's been trying to find a way, how can I get this out to people? I know, and I've learned loads of stuff that's helped me mm. that I want to pass on to other people because that's really what a teacher is isn't it yeah you learn stuff and you pass it on I think at the heart of wanting to be a teacher with with the good intention mm. you know some people turn up to I think people go into teaching with good intention but then because it's such a difficult um role to fulfill you've got to do so many different things yes absolutely a jack of all trades yeah and it just you can get drained very quickly very very the quickly. statistic, I don't know what the current statistics are, but when the um, sort of like the 2015 
uh, as I was doing a fair bit of study around 2015, right. there was a, a 75% of teachers were leaving within the first three years due to burnout. Yeah. And, and what we're doing now, what we do as a community interest company is we give the information to people in terms of, you know, looking after your well-being, like performance and well-being, yeah, which is what yeah. I do, performance and well-being coach, but it is literally mental health and well-being. It's the same thing. Totally, totally, yeah. But yeah, we're, uh, I speak for both of us, Aton, when I said we're excited to have Michelle on the team. 100%. massively <laughs> improves our skill set. So yeah, we're, we're really excited about this second six months yeah. of the mental health and resilience grant that we've absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely moving forward. forward to it. Yeah, so I think one thing we've glossed over as well is that you have to have one also big interest to be part of the leg up as, as a team member is which is the outdoors. Yes. Yeah. What, yeah, it's just it's it's a natural environment to go and heal in. Uh, I found that having when I left the Marines and, and a lot of my you know my working life was difficult. My family life was really difficult. And um, what we, you know, who was I? Who had I become? My identity had disappeared. The one, and you know, I was just trying to find out who I was. But the outdoors has always played a big part. And even though I was injured, I still managed to get out and do walks mm -hmm. uh, on my recovery. And it, to be honest, that was that was the thing that put me back together, taking time out in nature. No straight lines and all that green space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so much research into why it's good for us. And, and you kind of forget having that outdoorsy background that we're very privileged that we've got that insight early doors. There's loads of people that you talk to that like, oh, I can't mm. believe you go out walking. You're like, Anybody can do it. There's we were out last night. So, so we were out last night, the Thursday group, uh, four lads turned up. I'm still in shorts. Yeah. You know, and it's... We, we had a good walk across um, Chalmwood Forest around nice. the monastery. Nice. It got dark. You know, you get got a few stingies, <laughs> stinging nettles on the old legs and a bit of gorse across the arms. But great to get out, great to chat. Mm. Everybody felt good. And, you know, we, we got out. We did a nice four-miler. Um, and, yeah, everyone was... You get back, you just feel... Is, you know, you've downloaded a fair bit of tension, a fair bit yeah. of pressure. Yeah. Even if you're not sure it's there, it's always bubbling under the surface. So, yeah, you can, for me, you can walk yourself back into fitness. If that's the, that totally. can be the cornerstone yeah. for you to improve your mental health and well-being. Well, the going down the gym, going for a run isn't for everybody. No, not at all. Absolutely. So there's lots of different ways, loads of strings to that um, physical activity, bow, and, and the outdoor activities are an amazing way of actually addressing that in a different format. Definitely. And the thing is, you know some of the key phrases that we've we've uh, we use or, or that have been developed or that or, or nicked borrowed whatever you mm -hmm. want to call it because everything's been done before um is um the, if we can talk about it we can fix it and if we can measure it we can manage it so totally. we get out walking and you know you've not you've not got to uh, it's not a beast in you know it's not ss who dares wins when we take people out <laughs> we're out there it's it's a community it's a social event yeah but when you move the body, you're creating so many good things. You know, you, you, you're improving your fitness. You're going to improve um, your digestive system. Everything yeah, starts yeah. to happen properly when you get out and move. Your motivation raises. You're likely to sleep better at night totally. when you've had a walk. Yeah, totally. You get to chat about things that are on your mind. You find out you're not the only one dealing with mm -hmm. stress. Everybody deals with life's pressures. But 
when you share it with the right people, uh, problem shared is problem after it, yeah. And it's that right people and it's having those shared um, values, shared activities, Definitely. you know, shared what that's what you like to do. Definitely. Yeah, totally. So what have we got on offer at the minute? You know, what's out there free for people at the minute? Well, we've got um, the walking groups. Obviously, everything's limited to, to, to a number because there's only three of us. Um, but we've got the walking groups on a Thursday evening uh, for men. Walking group on Wednesday evening for women. We've got uh, some kayak sessions that are available for people. We've got some, uh, we've got a mountain walk organized. We've got some abseiling organized, some canoeing, Canadian canoeing. Um, got rock climbing at the Roaches. We've got rock climbing as well, haven't we? So all these things give you an opportunity to build your resilience through uncertainty. Like, you know, of course you're going to feel a bit apprehensive. You're going to feel a bit of fear, but... The only way to build resilience is to challenge yourself. And what we're doing is we offer a challenge in a safe space. And unfortunately, we can offer it for free at the minute because we are funded by Leicester County Council. And what I keep saying to people at the moment is um, it will only be free to everyone for the next six months. Absolutely, and after yeah. that, it's going to go to... Uh, something different, a different model. Um, but currently, just because we're funded by the NHS and we've got six months left of that, for the next six months, everything's for free. So uh, grab it while you can, essentially. <laughs> yeah, and it is limited. And, you know, that's that's we, we, we do have our limitations, obviously, same as any. Mm -hmm. so, so bringing it back from the adventure therapy, do you want to talk about our, our Monday nights, our staple Monday nights from half six to half eight? What are they about? So the Monday nights... Um, what I, what I used to call the mind sessions and used to have the mind and the body sessions which were the Monday nights educational packages so when when I did my um, education degree I drilled down on motivation and well-being and behavior management they were like my specialist areas so what we're looking at is mindset and behavior so the package that we roll out covers everything to do with managing yourself managing your expectations building courage, um, increasing your emotional intelligence, which is your understanding of yourself mm -hmm. and your, the understanding of other people. Um, learning about the impact of physical health on mental health. It's just, it's, it's the, the mind sessions are really all the things that you wish they taught you at school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so many... Yeah. Yeah. So many people have come up to me totally. and say, why didn't we? Why didn't we learn this at school? Mm -hmm. And I think you know, raising self awareness. This is this is what they call the hard work, the work on yourself. When you've got to accept responsibility, you've got to accept and acknowledge that you know you have made the decisions in your life. They've got you to where you are, but you can also make decisions to move yourself. If, if you're in a bad place, that is to move yourself away from that. Uh, we talk about courage and building courage as well. And building a great network of people to um, to be involved with, like to be supported by and to support. Yeah. So if, if we look at the change then from 2022, moving on to 2023, uh, and we've talked about this thing called the Mental Health and Resilience Grant, which to, to people listening probably is just uh, a combination of words. Um, I'll start off and say a little bit about what the grant is, and then um, I'll hand over to you to see what you think the change has been. 
Um, so if you have certain statuses as companies, so CICs, charities, uh, SICs, you can apply for grants or bids and they help your organisation if you have a specific focus or a set of goals or aims. And uh, the Lego project falls under that. And so there was um, some money released by Leicester County Council, which was called the Mental Health and Resilience Grant. Uh, and that allowed you to do uh, two things, one which is increase resilience, one which is uh, aid mental health. And so um, the Lego project applied for that in 2022. Uh, and at that time, um, it wasn't successful, but they, the Leicester County Council reached back out and said, oh, we think that you'd be suitable for this. Uh, and then I joined in December and it's something which I'd done before in previous jobs, which was uh, applying for bids and grants and writing them. And so I looked at it and I said, OK, let me work on this for a little bit. And I spent six weeks writing it and it ended up being 12,743 <laughs> words. Um, and we had to do loads of research for it. It was almost like a dissertation and, and provide uh, research articles in support of evidence. And we had to have KPIs and, and show that we'd use uh, certain psychometric inventories to measure change over time. And there was, there was loads of stuff that we had to do. Um, and so we did that in the background and we applied for it. And then we nervously sat and waited and then we got through to the, the second round, which was we had to go for face to face interviews. And so we went and we had 10 <laughs> minutes. We had 10 minutes. So yeah, we had awesome. a, five minutes of a presentation and five minutes of uh, videos. But we ended up being in the room for I think it was like 55 minutes oh, in the wow. end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we were there for some time. So, yeah, we spent nearly an hour in there and we answered all the questions and we left and we reflected on it and we said, OK, well, there's nothing that we could have done differently in that in that 10, mm -hmm. well, that ended up being 55 minutes. And uh, usually afterwards you think, oh, I wish I said this, I wish I said this, but um, none of us had anything that we said that we would have changed. Um, and so then we waited another kind of six weeks and then we still didn't hear, and anyone can say this about me that, that knows me, I am like a dog with a bone with anything. <laughs> if you tell me that you're going to email me at five past four on a Tuesday, if you've not emailed me by five past four on a Tuesday, I will be on the phone to you at six minutes past four on a Tuesday. <laughs> and so on this day that we was going to find out, we, we was just, we was waiting. And then, you know, we didn't hear. So I rang them and they said, no, no, we'll get back to you shortly. And they didn't get back to me shortly. And it hit five <laughs> o'clock. And I was like, well, it's five o'clock. They're going to have gone home. And they still hadn't told us. So I rang back at five past five. And then there was like, okay, well, you know, yeah, you've got it. And so we, we celebrated Yay. and that turned out, that was on a Monday. So I came straight from getting that news to come yeah. in to our Monday night session and was able to share that news. Um, but that, yeah, and, and that gave the ability for, for people to have a salary and for the activities to be free and us to do so much more. So Kev, how, how does that compare? How, what do you see the transition over the past year? How do you see that? What, from the, from the initial startup? And yeah, yeah, to, to so, what So I was, I was um, taking small grants from the national lottery to keep it afloat so i was taking like um under ten thousand pound grants and obviously I've, i'm working as well because i've got bills to pay so what i was doing was using the uh that small amount of money to 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 subsidize costs so i was finding people that were willing to put um you know a little bit of cash in towards doing these events what's changed is that because I'd already I'd already spent four weeks on that grant to, yeah. to get knocked back, yeah. and then when you know Tom's skill set is um, he, he's 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 happier to do the research side of things. I mean I've, I understand it, but it's mm -hmm. not. I'm, I'd rather be outside doing the delivery. But how it's changed is now we've got like scientific evidence to prove that what we do makes people raises people's well being. So it's changed a lot. It's it's meant that uh, it's given me more time 
to focus on the project whereas before i was having to like dip in and out of going and mm-hmm. doing a lot of other work um just, just to support myself and pay yeah. the bills what it's done i think for the for the project is it's it's took us up into what i would say like a a different league really because we can justify that what we do on paper does raise people's well-being and it's it's a massive thing to be honest so if if we want to quantify it and put a number on it um the past six months uh, overall we raised people's well-being by 61 percent um and and that doesn't really mean much if you look at that but it's a number that's marginally this is is the beauty of having tom right because like i've only got one head and there's only so many tabs i can have open but 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 Tom's there, he can yeah. just, he, you know, because he's so focused on, on the data. Uh, th- that support for me is just phenomenal. Tom, uh, did I tell you that, Tom, already? <laughs> that without you, I'm nothing. <laughs> no, no. no, no. <laughs> no uh, but, but that's 61%. What does that mean? But if, if you look at that comparative to cognitive behavioral therapy and, uh, and antidepressants, you know, we're talking in the remit between 20 and 30%. That means that we're twice as effective oh, yeah. as, oh, yeah, as traditional antidepressants and cognitive behavioral therapy. And Although someone, we, don't, we don't replace, obviously, we're not here to replace no. that. So, so one of the things that I realized very early on from, from uh, when setting the project up was that. I'd done a lot of study in positive psychology and mm-hmm. and just just to uh, simplify it as much as I can, it's kind of like you, you, we're not digging into people's past. We're not digging into root causes as to why people are unhappy, but we're like, uh, we get people to understand the position that they're in and what they can actually do about it and how to move forward. Mm-hmm. And as a coach, you know, that's, we're not picking into people's past. Obviously, if people want to talk, then there is a space for that. Uh, and there's, you know, we can signpost people out if they do need to to go and get some therapy. Um, but the outdoor adventure therapy, for me, it, you know, a lot of people's well-being is just down to love and belonging. And whether that's that they don't feel part of something or that, they, you know, they're or they don't feel good about themselves. These are things that I think the project is very, very good at supporting and helping you improve that, yeah. finding yourself and finding a community that you feel like you belong to. Yeah, no, 100% definitely. And, you know, some of the changes that we do have, and you can watch a lot of our feedback online, uh, the testimonials from people that have been on the course on the YouTube channel. Um, People do literally say that we are life-changing, and that feels crazy to hear sometimes that Mm -hmm. people are speaking that uh, of us. Um, but I've also witnessed it firsthand, so I, I do believe it, and I've not been paid to say that. Um, <laughs> so, um. I, I, the thing is, Tom, it's like I never wanted it to be stuffy and no. too serious because life is hard, and, and you need that respite. And, and if you can't, you know, if and, and I, as a teacher, uh, having to, you know, teach in year 10, year 11 in an FE setting that all got removed from mainstream school. Mm. If I didn't make the subject interesting, if I wasn't willing to listen to their input, if I couldn't make it fun, they would not engage. No. You know, my, in all honesty, when I first took that teaching role, it was like, it was out of desperation for me. You know, yeah, I was offered yeah, it, I took yeah. it. Um, and I was working on and off building sites as a, subcontracting as an electrician and it was... It was a soulless, loveless job. I hated it. You know, you didn't know if you was going to get laid off from one day to the next. But when I got into teaching, I was shocked. It um, genuinely shocked at the lack of 
um, sort of support, emotional support that these kids were getting. And yeah, the behaviour was a little bit wild, but it's to be expected when, you know, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. massive uncertainty at that age and a very limited understanding of what the world's about. You know, you, your frontal lobes are not even developing when you're a teenager. So, no. you know, but I loved it. I loved it, but it was a shock to the system when I, when <laughs> I started teaching. Yeah, 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 massive. I always say my favourite, um, one of the first few lessons that I did, uh, I was chuffed to bits with myself because I stopped one of the learners throwing a chair out the window, you know, <laughs> when you're looking at your... <laughs> was the window brains. open, though? No. <laughs> <laughs> and it's all because he wanted to get the attention of somebody over the road, and I'm like, okay, wow. My original remit, yeah. when I turned up, they just literally said... Oh, can you just get them to turn up? Yeah, it's just just keep them here, get them doing the kids, not the teachers. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. that always helps. Nobody likes school, not even the teachers. Yeah, that's not true. I had a I had a really uh, I I really enjoyed it for some time, but it was difficult at the start. Mm. It was difficult at the end as well. Yeah, but you know the middle bit. The sort of middle, sort of, I'd say six or seven years. Yeah. Once you I got your, it. once you got the understanding about, okay, yeah. I get it now. It's a bit different to what I expected. Yeah. But I get it now. Um, my big thing was I'm here for the the learners, for 100%, the students, 100%. and I was working with a lot of people that weren't they were there for themselves. Yeah. And that's that that was the bit that kind of did me in in the end. Tough old gig teaching. Certainly is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely not for the faint-hearted. Um, what did they used to say about three reasons to be a teacher? Was it mm. July, August, September? Yeah. Something like that, <laughs> right? I don't know. It's not... The expectations are, are, are ridiculous. And like, yeah, we're still in education. We are... Uh, you know, the Leg Up Project is an education and training company. And it's uh, an outlet that we can we can deliver how we know works. Yeah, absolutely. And the figures stand up, don't they, Tom? Totally. Tom, spit some figures at us, come on. <laughs> yeah. How many people did we work with in the last six months? Um, so individual people, 269. Um, and we engaged with them 559 times. Wow. Um, I don't even have those in front of me, but I've just recited them you that know, much. No, don't you? <laughs> you know, don't you? Uh, it's like, in there, it's in there. there. And, and what, you know, we did mountain walks, we did Canadian canoeing, so that's two you know, two-person canoeing. We did a lot of kayaking, mm-hmm. um, a couple of abseil events. Yeah, we got a lot done, didn't we? And we run the Monday night sessions. We did quite a lot. We did a 10-week course. We did a 28-day program as well. Yeah, and, and, and similar to that, you know, in the next six months, we have coming up, like I said before, we've got campouts. Yep. Uh, we've got mountain walks uh, in the Peak District and in Wales. Uh, we've got canoeing sessions. Uh, we've got the Monday night session, which is continuously rolling. Um, we've got um, climbing in the in the Peak District also at a place called the Roaches. And we work with some fantastic people throughout what we do. Um, and the people that are part of the Lego Project Network, you know, I don't think we'd be uh, as far on as we are without them. Do you want to mention any any honourable names, Martin? Um who does a lot of our climbing stuff, big fan I don't, of I don't want to tell everyone who they are because they'll go and book oh. them in and use them. Okay? Let's, not okay, give no. away, let's not give away our superstars. But I will say um, Dave Porton at HDP, you mentioned earlier, you know, Dave's always supported me. He helped us with the rooming when we didn't have much money. Uh, not that we're rich, but, you know, we, we were literally on a shoestring for the first few years. Mm. But Dave, Dave's been fantastic, fantastically supportive. Brilliant. 
And, and Dave teaches uh, FREC, so first response to emergency care. So anyone that's listening that wants to get into pre hospital <laughs> care, then um, <laughs> not sponsored, by the way, not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. So l- lastly, before we wrap up then, so this podcast, us sitting down now in front of these microphones, um, yeah. wh- what is this about and what's this going to be for? Was that a question to me or was it rhetorical? No, no, that, that is a question to you. Oh, is it? Okay. Um, so the podcasts are our way of sharing um, information about what we're up to and advice on improving your well-being or improving your mental health or improving your performance uh, capabilities. However you want to look at that, um, that is what we're here for. And these podcasts are a really good way of us to uh, share the information. Awesome. Yeah, I, th- I think we can narrow it down to, to three points, which is engaging conversations, yep. inspiring people, and uh, also little bits of tidbits of well-being advice. You had in. that already written down, didn't you? Uh, I did, I did. <laughs> uh, so you see, you see what he's doing. So I, I, I made a presentation yesterday to send to people that we invite on he's to prepare them. He's got three laptops up in front of him with loads of stuff. Me and Michelle just sat here with a cup of coffee from Spoons. <laughs> Okay, so th- this one I don't have written down. At all. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, okay, yeah. My, my final question would be, yeah. favourite memory from Lego Play over the past year, two years, whatever. And I, I'm going to go with, wow, with mine gosh, first. I'll give you time tough. to think, I'll go with mine. So, so mine comes from, from, it's a collection of memories, but it's always one thing. So it's, it's when we went to Mamtor, it's when we went out the other day and we were soaked to the bone and, mm-hmm. and my fiancé yeah. had lost his shoe <laughs> in, in a foot and a half of mud. You know, it, it's always the smiles that I see when people rock up. Um, and it's the genuine ear-to-ear grin, no matter the weather, mm. uh, the day, the date, you know, anything that's going off in life. When people show up on the, on the days that we run, um, it's just beaming with happiness. It, I, I always say it's like a school reunion every time. If, if you like school, that, I guess that applies. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't, it, it, Some um, people are like, oh, no, not for me. <laughs> I'm going to, because that's a fastball. But either way, I'm, the first thing that springs to mind is um, Richie Biggs. His abseil, his abseil, it was, it was, he faced his fear that day. Big time. And the response, I mean, we've got a video clip of that. Mm. Oh my word. When he got, actually got to the bottom on his first abseil, he was, (laughs) there were tears of joy and I did get called names. (laughs) (laughs) But, but that for me, you know, when, when somebody breaks through that level of apprehension and fear, Mm-hmm. On the other side of, you know, that is massive achievement, massive achievement. And, and I know that that's picked him up and kept him massively. Yeah. It's gave him something to look oh, back at, hasn't big it? Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am, am I right in saying that he was laying on his back at the bottom of that video? Like yeah. Just, just lay on his back. <laughs> Absolutely. Looking yeah. up at the sky, yeah. this bridge that's 80 foot yeah. high. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like I say, it's that where he never thought, never thought in a million years he'd be able to do something like that. And then that's that little moment when all of a sudden, oh my God, I've just done it. Yeah. And it's that moment, they're the bits that you go, oh, everything's worthwhile to see that. Building resilience totally. is about facing your fear and stepping through. Yeah. And you know, we build resilience, we build courage. You know, all these words amount to a very similar thing. And that is um, taking control of your life, taking control of the things that you can control, learning to let things go that you can't control. Yeah, it's that looking forward that I like. Everyone's always concerned about, oh, this happened in the past and this is what's, yeah. you know, this is the the thing that's causing all the troubles in my life now. And you're like, 
but it, that's not happening now. Let's mm. have a look at what you can do to take that forward. Like you said, accept what happened in the past. You are who you are today because of everything that's happened to you right now. And that's incredible. Yeah. And yeah. that's incredible that you're here because of and despite of all that that's happened. Yeah. So let's have a look at filling in some gaps, giving you some tools, taking those challenges forward and making your life better. Absolutely. I mean, the Lego project, you've got me, Michelle and Tom and our skill set, you know, uh, the opportunity to get on these free courses and these free outdoor sessions is why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, just to get come that and join sense us. Sense of achievement, yeah. you know those people that again we talk about Richie Biggs. It was he did his Mam Tour walk. That that's the furthest he's walked. You know, ever. God knows, yeah, absolutely. And we, you know, we we nursed him, we got him through, we supported him, we looked after him all the way up to that top, just so he could get to that top point after ten miles yeah. of walking. But ultimately, Michelle, he, he did it. He did. And this it. is what I say to people. Absolutely. I do get thanked. I'm like, well, look, you did it. Yeah, and, and people, the feedback you get from people are that they're the sort of things they want to do, but they either don't know how to go about getting started, yeah. or they don't want to do it on their own. And that's what we're here for. Absolutely, yeah. And so just what, what I should mention really is um, the 16th of October is going to be the start of the Monday nights. We're mm-hmm. going to have an open evening. I'm going to do a book launch, and I've just secured a local guest speaker. Nice. Um I'm not going to mention who that is. Keep it secret. Keep it a surprise. That's about it, Tom. What do you think? Yeah, no, definitely. All I can say is that, that these will start regularly on the 1st of November, which is a Wednesday, and then released subsequently every Wednesday after that. So if you want to listen to more of our voices and other people's voices, uh, every Wednesday that will be. So uh, put it in your diary. Yeah, and it'd be interesting if you want to suggest people that you'd like oh, to hear on our yeah. podcast. We, we can't promise people like Johnny Depp. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we, but there is a rumour going around that I'm mates with Johnny Depp. You do know that, don't you? Which is not true. He's, he's just, he's, you know, he's not really my type of guy. <laughs> and on that <laughs> note... Take from that what you want. Ding. On that note, thank you ever so much for listening and we will see you very soon.